This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, November 23rd, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. It's become increasingly difficult for many parents to deliver to their kids the kinds of independence that they enjoyed when they were kids. Why is that? Andrea Keith is executive director of Let Grow. We discussed independence for young people and the challenges to fully embracing it. I live in a cul-de-sac in a residential neighborhood, non-HOA. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not really close to downtown. And there are huge gaps between the sidewalks in our lovely little neighborhood right. where my kids can go out and play and with their friends and hang out and downtown. Mm-hmm. It's not that far away. It's just the ability for them to get from one place to another uh, is it's difficult. Right. And they'd have to walk in ditches. And there's no way to transition. There, there's not from- a that's not a really good path for mm-hmm. them to get downtown easily and safely. But I desperately want my children to be able to engage outside of our home in civil society alone. Absolutely. It's important. And it's, and, and it's difficult. And I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm overly sensitive, it feels like that is not viewed as an important thing. And maybe it was never viewed as an important thing, but we we nonetheless had it. Mm-hmm. And now that we <laughs> that people like me say this is an important thing, it feels like people aren't really viewing that as a really important tool for young people to have of like engaging with the broader society without parental uh, imposition. I think that uh, the roaming and the, and the ability to go places uh, is something that goes back to when you either lived in a city where everything was accessible or you lived in, uh, started moving into, you know, rural areas where it was a little farther away but it was still a community and there was the store and, and people knew each other. Part of what I think has happened that maybe has been a problem to bring the kind of freedom to kids now has to do with the way we've had urban sprawl. Uh, I, I want to talk about childhood independence, but it's interesting to me that one of the few challenges when people tell me, oh, I, I, I can't let my kids go because of this or that. I'm afraid of this or these things. I have, I can rebut almost everything they come up with with facts and statistics until you start getting to the problem of cars and not having sidewalks to be able to get from place to place. You're talking about that transition zone. You live in a neighborhood where they know within the community, we want to have that safety. In the city, it was built that way because that's how they started. But that area kind of between getting from the one geographical location to the other, I don't think anybody intentionally didn't put anything in there. Uh, I just don't think they thought about it. And we've all come to accept that, that not having sidewalks and that pedestrians don't happen in the suburbs because we put our kids in the car to take them to school three blocks away. Fun fact, the school that my kids would uh, attend if they attended their local public school 
is about three blocks away. Is and it? there's no good way to get there from our from mm. our front door. Mm. I believe it. I believe it. It, it, it. But more broadly, I mean, leaving the neighborhood design mm-hmm. and city design out of it, uh, there has been this recent trend uh, in some states to say, to affirmatively declare that young people, uh, by all rights, should be entitled to be in public alone without interference mm-hmm. from adults. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we have states that are beginning to recognize that we have gotten overzealous in the concerns for children's safety to the point that somehow we've all been conditioned that if you see a child without an adult nearby and hopefully an adult that looks like them, uh, that they're that they're in danger and somebody needs to be called about this unsupervised child. Uh, and they mean well. That's the sad thing is nobody calls the cops about a kid by themselves without feeling righteous and helpful. And so my natural impulse as a generally unpleasant person is when I see the adult interfering with the child, I uh, fantasize about reading them the riot act. Uh-huh. Understood. And I, I don't do that because I know they're just trying to do the right thing, but I really, really want to. It's, it, you know what, it's, and it's so, it's just so pervasive how we went within a, a almost a single generation from kids were around and we all kind of looked out for them. And, and if a kid was misbehaving in public, you might say something to them. Uh, and it was, you know, it, it takes a village. And now all of a sudden, not only are kids completely terrified of speaking to any adults because we've taught them, you can't trust anybody, everybody's out to get you, um, but adults are afraid to talk to kids. And, you know, I think that's, it's, it's that fear that if somebody sees me speaking to a child, I must have nefarious motives. Um, and it's completely changed. I think a lot of it has to do with a lack of trust in the in our society currently. And, and, and the the causation arrow between cooperation and trust, trust gives you the cooperation. Absolutely. And allowing people to do the right thing mm-hmm. in public, mm-hmm. which is to say, well, these kids are playing over here. I don't see an adult in the area. I'm just going to let them play. Right. And I'm not going to interfere. And if something horrible goes wrong, maybe I'll maybe I'll step in. But like establishing that trust, I don't know, it seems like it's it's a very difficult path back to a, a world in which kids can be trusted to be out in public and parents trust that kids alone out in public are not in immediate danger. Well, do you remember I remember my parents telling me uh some of the the times they were most proud was when another adult that they knew that I had interacted with away from my parents, you know, they'd come back and say, oh, wow, um, Andrea is so mature. She was so polite, you know, those types of things. And my parents felt successful because the goal was to help me be a citizen in civil society. We don't allow kids to have opportunities to interact 
in any way without their parents right there. And not not just that they're supervising, but kids act differently when their parents are watching. And the, the, the proof of a good parent is what your child is like when they're not around you. But if you never give them the chance to not be around you, how are they going to develop who that person is? What are the risks to children uh, now who will be adults in 10, 15 years? What's the risk to them if they don't get that uh, acculturation, that uh, exposure to existing on their own as reasonably young people? Well, we're definitely looking at obviously increasing crises of anxiety, mental health. Uh, failure to launch, I think, is one of the, the biggest issues. We see, you know, 47-year-olds living in their parents' basement. But I think maybe the biggest, uh, the biggest fear we should have is that if children don't build these very essential basic skills, which even comes down to as simple as, can I look you in the eye? Can I read your body language so I know if maybe I've gone too far or, you know, how are you reacting? Those kinds of things, those are very basic. And if they don't get those, on top of the fact that we can communicate anonymously through technology, and it's easier to do so than it is to talk in person, my fear is we will end up with an entire generation of young adults who are standing around waiting for somebody to tell them what to do and what to think. And that is that would be the worst That's possible outcome is uh, my I don't want my children to exist in a world where because somebody uh, claims to be an authority figure that mm -hmm. they are regarded as being an authority figure. Absolutely. I want them to have a self-possession about who they are, what they are due, mm -hmm. and uh, what, you know, what their rights are. What their rights are and what their obligations are also. 100%. Right? Um, and I think that uh, that's part of why... Let Grow believes that this issue is, is bipartisan. It, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are. Every parent wants their child to grow up to be a successful, hopefully independent, self-sufficient, not on my payroll kind of, uh, kind of adult that's going to hopefully make the world a better place uh, than it is that we, than we left it. And so everybody should be extraordinarily concerned about the fact that we have so many children who just don't I'm, drop pencil in a, in a classroom and don't reach down to pick it up. They're waiting for somebody to either pick it up for them or tell them to do so. Aside from a vast network of sidewalks in uh, <laughs> small towns and cities in the United States of America, what can, to the extent that individual parents or people who just want to see young people freely existing mm -hmm. uh, out in public without uh, an adult trying to tell them what to do, uh, you know, what recourse is there? What what are the things that they can easily grab onto mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. help advance that ideal? Well, the, the easiest thing they can do is visit our website, letgrow.org. We have a lot of resources in the way of statistics and facts. We have a lot of 
great tips and advice and help kind of understanding and recognizing that uh, we do need to step back so our kids can step up. It's not easy to do. Uh, letting go is an act of bravery. And in some cases, it's almost an act of rebellion because our society expects you and tells you that you need to be attached to your child 24-7 uh, or you're not a good parent. And so uh, we have our Pledge of Independence. Uh, we have an independence kit that is just simple ways to think about letting your child do something on their own and to stop hovering. And then we have school programs that essentially offer the same benefits through the schools as a homework assignment so that not only then do you have individual parents who are starting to let go and let grow, but you're building that community within that school community and that geographical area. And hopefully then kids will start going outside because the parents are all starting to recognize how important that is. Andrea Keith is executive director of Let Grow. We spoke in August. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please. And thank you for listening. <laughs>